Hello and welcome once again to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sagima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. We honor King Jesus today. We honor you, Holy Spirit. We honor you, Father Elohim, Most High God. Hallelujah today. Are you having a great day? Let's just jump right on into this word today that God has been burning in my heart for you. It's a simple word, so everyone will be able to understand it. It's, uh, yes, it's definitely a key to going into the other side of the veil and living out of the heavenly realm and going into the secret places of Koshek and moving into the realms of God. But it's something that you can use every day because it's something subconsciously mainly, sometimes in the natural awareness, but most of the time subconsciously. It's a little, little, little poison in the ointment. (laughs) And it's called fear, doubt, and unbelief. Not something we want to talk about too much. Not something we want to confess. And definitely not something we want to admit too much to. But there's a reality that life builds a framework around us of fear, doubt, and unbelief. And it's something that we have to shake off or confront because a lots of times it's not where it's in our psyche. It's not in our conscious. Not, we're not walking around fearful. We're not walking around full of doubt. We're not walking around full of unbelief. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some things we just fear. And there's some things we just don't believe. And there's just some things we doubt. I get it. But it's not just like we're in Christ. I mean, we love Jesus. We believe he can do anything. We believe in our Father. We believe in salvation. We believe in Holy Ghost. Come on, if you're listening to this, you believe in way out there things. (laughs) You you believe that you can go and become like God. You believe you can go into the heavenlies. You can believe that you can talk to angels and angels can minister to you. You believe in the fullness of the Holy Spirit revealing all things to you and that you're possible. The possibility of all things are before you. So uh, you're looking to walk in the heavens and go into the mountain of the Lord and have ascensions and be with Yahweh, be with Yeshua on a daily basis, be enraptured out of here. But even with all that, and we have a natural part of our life where the natural nature, the frequency of the natural nature normally eats from the knowledge of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And therefore, that one right there, it kind of buffets us sometimes, subconsciously speaking, and consciously, where it may put a little doubt, a little fear, or unbelief. Well, we don't even know it. I'll tell you how it happens. You ever pray for something and you really need it to happen and you pray for it. You get friends to pray for it. You get loved ones to pray for it. You get ministers to pray for it. But just nothing happens. But you know, hey, I'm trusting God. But in the back of that subconscious, there's the little seed of fear that unbelief the next time you pray. Oh, you say, why? Because you don't have the expectation that it's going to happen right then anymore. You just, oh, well, you know, when is the will of God? When is the timing of God? And it's true, there's sometimes, there's definitely the timing of God. But these things can also breed a little fear, not unbelief. Or you plan things that go to do something, accomplish something for the Lord. Do you hear a word of the Lord? And you go toward it and it just falls flat in its face. And Or a relationship falls out that you knew was from God. Or a job falls out. Or, you know, whatever. Sickness comes. or All these things in our life plants little seed of fear, not unbelief. And so while I was engaging the Lord and just praying, the Lord said, I want you to do a podcast on fear, doubt, and unbelief because it's like the silent killer. What does it kill? It kills dreams. It kills hopes. 
it kills potential. Fear of unbelief can keep you in a bad situation even though you want to get out. I told you this story before and I'm reminded of it right now again by Holy Spirit. It's a true story. You could probably look it up. It's probably somewhere on Google. You can almost find anything on Google. But there was this elephant that was in captivity for, I don't know, for 50 years, something crazy, right? And I didn't even know they lived that long. And um, it was at a, like a zoo. It had a chain on one of its legs. And the chain was, I don't know, 25 feet, 50 feet, whatever it is. But they had so much more land. And then they had this water engulfment before the fence. And so um, the people finally got and rose up against it and went to the court and said, listen, that is inhumane. Take that chain off. That's just ridiculous, that elephant being in chain every day. The elephant looks so sad. And so they did. And, but to their, unbeknown to them, what was already instilled in that person, which is not a person actually, but in us when these things happen to us, um, the chain took off, but he did not become free. He never, ever moved across the line that he was used to going to. Why? In his mind, the bondage was already there. The fear, the doubt, the unbelief was already there. The, what he knew for truth, his truth, his fact. Now, it may not be really true anymore. It might not even be fact anymore. But his truth and his fact was still there. And therefore, he could not go beyond that 50 feet, even though he had another couple hundred feet to go or something crazy like that. Why? Because fear doesn't believe that that silent killer, it will settle into your prayer life, it will settle into any kind of trauma that's ever happened in your life, anything that someone spoke bad of you, they spoke a bad word of you. Oh my God, so many times in the ministry, you know, y'all would be like, hey, hand the mic off to this person. And they're not a, you know, a professional minister. Like they don't do it every day for their life. They go to work somewhere else and you see the fear comes over them. You see the nervousness come over them. Uh, because why? They have that seed of doubt in them. Now, when you go and talk to them in here, and as a person, you're just sitting around talking. They're talkative. They're fun. They have the word of the Lord in their mouth. But you put them in the spotlight and they just freaking out. Why? There's that seed of fear, doubt, unbelief that's manifesting in insecurities because of the fact they don't know who they are 100% in every area of their life. And every human being fights this from time to time. But that fear, doubt, and unbelief has come to be a silent killer of the word of the Lord that's in your life, the fear, doubt, and belief, the hidden fear, doubt, and belief that you don't even express, you don't even know, you don't even think about, that's really more worse than the ones you do know. Some people have phobias, you know, a fear of flying, a fear of this, a fear of that. And these things, hey we, hey, we can deal with, we know what it is, we can adjust ourselves to it, but the one that steals our dream is the one we don't recognize. The one that keeps us in bondage when we need to be out of bondage. My God, I got to get out of bondage. I got to get out of bondage, but I can't seem to get out of bondage. And nothing is stopping you from getting out of bondage but yourself. And it's the fear that unbelief. I meet people all the time in the ministry where I'm sharing with them light. The very namaste, the very light of God, the light inside of me is going into the light inside of them. The very king inside of me is recognizing the king in them and vice versa. And they still can't come out of the old age because fear, doubt, and unbelief won't let them go of the religious belief and the religious mindsets that they had in the past. And they're holding on to that because they don't understand some of the things I preach. They don't understand that we can go into the heavens. They don't understand that we can go beyond the veil. They don't understand that we can have holy entanglements. Listen to yesterday's podcast. Talks about holy entanglements. They don't understand that we can go and see Jesus. They don't understand that we can be as he is in the earth. They don't 
understand that we can walk out of heavenly places today, right now, that we can walk in the holiness and the righteousness and the peace of God, that we're under the blood covenant that was shed for us. Therefore, there's no sin accusation against us anymore. No, they only understand law. They only understand death. They only understand, oh, the death of, of me will get me into heaven. Or if I'm raptured out of here, which means you're dead in the body, the body on the earth is no longer here. Now you get to be with God. No, no, no. You can be enraptured right now into the presence of God. You can be raptured right now to heavenly places. I'm not talking about negating Jesus' coming or nothing like that. Everything in the Word is true, but everything in the Word may not be exactly what you think because there's deeper revelation being poured out by Holy Spirit. But the object is what about now? What can you bring to the earth now? It's not about us getting out of here. It's about us terraforming the earth and having Yahweh move inside of us that we can go about our Father's business. There's a whole world lost and dying and going to hell and we're worried about getting out of here. The average Christian is in torment, a mental torment or oppressed in some area of their life. And we're worried about getting out of here. Why? Because we think we can't do it. Because we've given up on what Jesus did on the cross. We think all he did was give us fire insurance when instead he reestablished us as sons of God. The Bible says it so. Sons of light. Put on the armor of light. While you walk in the light, be sons of light. The light is the light of God. The very frequency of Elohim. But fear not unbelief because of our daily walk. Because of the payroll didn't come in right, the the dog got sick, uh, the car broke down, uh, the the spouse left, uh, the child act up, all the million things that happens in our life that causes us grief and pain, and all the while the prayers unanswered starts to give us a little seed of fear, not unbelief. Then we have to rise above that. That's why we go into the heavenly realm. While our natural man may be bound to fear, doubt, and unbelief, our soul may be bound to fear, doubt, and unbelief, our spirit man, which is us, the very spirit of who we are, our spirit being that is housing inside of this body, carrying that soul, goes into heavens and gets transformed, transfigured. Go, I think, listen, a couple days ago, I ministered on transfiguration. And we become as he is, as he is, we become. We become. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In this earthen vessel as it is in heaven. And we remove the spirit of fear, doubt, and unbelief. That I may see with the sight of Ayin. By Holy Spirit, I go into the Hebrew living letter, Ayin. And I begin to see the spiritual sight. I go into rest and I begin to see around corners. I begin to see around the future. I begin to see around impossibilities. I go into my speaking place of pay. This is why it's so important to learn the Hebrew living letters as by Holy Spirit, not just the academia of Aleph Bet, but the actual spirit being in the encounter of each Hebrew living letter and the encounter of that gateway and going into the heavens through Christ Yeshua and receiving the revelation that they have for you. These things, the seven spirits of God, the rims of heaven, the four living creatures, all the things that the Holy Spirit will show you, the cloud of witnesses, the engagement of the angels, the courts of heaven, the judgments of heaven, 
I love the judgments of heaven. We've been taught wrong about the judgments of heaven. I was listening to Nancy Cohen from, uh, um, I think, a video from years ago, and she talked about when the Lord came to her and touched her all night long with the seven judgments of heaven. It was like those judgments are judgments of light and life and love, going into the depths of someone, making them completely whole. I was like, God, give me the judgments of heaven. Let the judgments of heaven be on me. I will not be afraid of your judgments because they bring me the light. See, fear that unbelief will tell us not to. We use those word judgments. We think, oh my God, he's coming to get us for our sins as if the blood didn't cover them. Goodness gracious, what happened to the blood? We have fear that unbelief even in our salvation, even our relationship with the Father. Remove fear that unbelief and go do something great today. Remove fear, not unbelief, and go walk in the heavens today by faith. Just do it by faith. Father, I sit before you in the heavenly room by faith. Until when? Until it manifests in your spirit mind, into your pituitary gland, your pineal gland, the open consciousness of your spirit, where that heaven and earth connection is that is filled with Holy Spirit, that's sealed with the blood covered of Yeshua, and your image reveal room, the imagination room, but it's the image revealed room, image revealed by Holy Spirit, not fantasy land but by Holy Spirit, by faith. Remove fear, not unbelief, and that's sin. Go and listen to my Patreon. I got things on ascension. Listen to my podcast. I have things on ascension. And go into the sin before the Father. The sin before Yeshua. Go see the throne. Go into the heavenly realm. You have the right. Jesus Christ gave you the right. The blood gave you the right. Holy Spirit gave you the right. Don't let fear, not unbelief, keep you out of these things. Try to figure it out. Trying to build a scripture format for something you don't even understand, even though it's already in the scripture. I'll close with this. I remember when I first got into this, uh, Yahweh was showing me so many things. I could not find the scripture on it. I didn't understand the scripture to back it up. And I went to a Dr. O conference. And I remember Dr. O, my God, he's so powerful. He was preaching the same things I was preaching. God was showing him, of course, way beyond me, but many things that he showed me. And he had a scripture for every one of them. And it all made sense. It's like, wow, God, it's there. It's always been there. We just have to study. Study to show yourself approved. We've been rightly divine the word of truth. But we have to study from the other side of the veil, not from the natural realm of a, as a Berean. Let me just study my Bible and see. Maybe the Holy Spirit will show me. No, no, no. He's going to show you as much as your mind will allow in the natural. You have to step out of the natural. Go into the other side of the veil through the torn flesh of Yeshua. Sit in heavenly places in the mountain of the Lord and receive caviar of the word from Holy Spirit. Eat from the tree of life. Drink from the living water. Eat from the flesh of the word of God, Yeshua. Drink from the blood of the word of God, Yeshua. And be made whole. Kai'alam unto you. I remove fear, not unbelief out of your mind, out of your heart, out of your soul, out of your trauma, out of your spirit right now in Yeshua's holy name. I surround you with the angelic canopy of God and his love, his mercy, and his grace. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. Once again, this is Sagima Bay. I love you. You are so beautiful. Don't forget to hit that dial and send this message, this podcast, to a friend, whether around the corner or around the world. I love you so much. You are so beautiful. I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.